Hey there, it's Pastor Evan here. Welcome to Unpacked. This is a new series, Unpacking Life as a Messy Human. We're exploring the soul and the strength that comes from the journey of trying to live life authentically. We hope you find it helpful and that you can see yourself in the conversations, the stories, and the interviews. Have a listen and subscribe. This week on Unpacked, I discuss the emotion of happiness. I share a little bit about how we can define happiness and the difference between it and joy. I share a little bit about how happiness is a signal that a desire has been met and how our brains are designed to prioritize our thinking. Lastly, we talk about the relationship between happiness and rest and the wisdom to know when it is time to work and when it is time to rest. Hey, and some special new news. Unpacked has a new website, unpackedpod.ca. Hey, I just wanted to start out by saying I'm so grateful that you have decided to join us uh, on this podcast of Unpacked. And I hope that um, any of the topics that we come up with are both encouraging, but also challenging and get you thinking. And I want to be right up front with you that I am stealing almost all of my information from this awesome, awesome book called Why Emotions Matter. And uh, it's written by a lady named uh, Tristan Collins and her husband, Jonathan Collins. And they just do a great job of unpacking the signals our emotions are sending to us and, and how we can understand them. Listen, uh, in a big way uh, today, I've really looked forward to it because up until today and the different emotions that we've unpacked, almost all of them have been kind of negative in my mind, right? We've, we've talked about sadness and anger and shame and some of those. And, and uh, I was looking forward to this chapter on happiness. And I started to get into this chapter and started to realize that I even though I consider myself to be a pretty joyful person, pretty happy person, um, boy, there was a lot to learn about happiness and what signals it's sending to us and how important it is. And so, you know, buckle up and get ready um, because we're going to get into some pretty cool stuff, I think, here that hopefully um, will be will be encouraging and also challenging for you. And as we jump into this, I, I'm going to just talk about this real quick, that I'm going to draw a line, and the authors draw a line as well, uh, between these two things, joy and happiness. And, and I'm just going to throw in that I, I think they're different. Happiness being maybe, maybe something that begins in a more like in moments in time, and joy being something that maybe we're rooted in, um, in joy. And so just throwing that out there as we kind of get going. So here we go. So the emotion of happiness uh, is your body signaling that, that it enjoys something, actually, that, that a desire is being met, that something good uh, is going on and we should pay attention to it. It's important, uh, actually, because our brains are, are designed to prioritize our thinking and, and, it, and our brains typically prioritize problem solving over pleasure first. Right, And I'm going to read this next line straight out of the book because it is just so good. It says, the value of happiness is that it gets your attention and invites you into the present moment. The value of happiness is that it invites you into the present moment. We're going to get into that in a little bit here. 
They go on and they explain, explain how happiness acts as a, as a balancing force between that which is broken in, in your world and that which is good in your world. And this is important uh, right now, I think, uh, because between the pandemic and several other challenging things that are happening in our world, it's easy uh, to get, kind of go down the dark hole, so to speak, on the internet. You know, forget about the goodness that's present in our world and present in, in our immediate world, like even right inside of us, right? We can forget that the sun has risen and, uh, and it's shedding light on good things and growing good things in our world. The pandemic, I think, has been challenging, not just because of, of the sickness connected to it, but, but even more so because of the isolation, Right? Our activities are, are somewhat li- limited depending on where you are. Our activities are somewhat limited. You know, spending time with others, if, if you're like me, when I get in a really hard place, I, I want to spend time with people. It, it, it brings uh, happiness uh, to my life uh, to be around my friends and, and others that right now I have to be isolated from. So balance can 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 get out of whack, I think, when we don't pay attention. And the pandemic has kind of created that. And so here's the thing. Studies have shown that happiness help us to be more gracious. They help us to be more kind. They help us to be more generous, right? Also, the emotion of happiness helps us, us to have more insight into what truly matters in life. So as we dive into the, the nitty gritty here, I, I want to remind you that, that I'm a pastor and I believe that God created us. And I, and I think that he created us to experience happiness. I also believe he created us to experience it on many, many levels. Okay, so first, I think there's this, there's the interior, right? Taking time to breathe and enjoy the sunshine, you know, play a game, go for a walk, play with your kids, you know, whatever that might be. But also, I think that we are meant to experience happiness in in living lives of purpose. So when God created Adam in the garden, he, he, he didn't just tell him to go and, you know, set up a hammock and chill. He, Adam was given purpose. He was, he was given the responsibility of naming the animals, of working the garden, of, of ultimately ruling over the earth. In other words, to tend to God's good creation. As a pastor, occasionally people will suggest to me that they can't wait to get to heaven, you know, suggesting that that all they're planning to do is, you know, sit around by the pool side, you know, and enjoy a margarita or or whatever that might be. Or or maybe, maybe it'll just be an eternally long worship service, which, hey, I'm all for worship services, but that actually doesn't sound that heavenly to me. And to be honest with you, uh, I simply don't see this sort of description described in the scriptures. What I do see is a message that happiness is found in wisdom. Wisdom is knowing how to have a healthy balance between productivity and rest. Wisdom is knowing how to walk through the challenges that we face. My observation is that wise people are often experiencing more peace more joy, more generosity. Wise people are people experiencing, get this, happiness. Now, this next thing that I want to I share with you a little bit, I think is really, really important. 
I think that if we spend all of our time seeking happiness alone, and, and, and in particular seeking the immediate happiness alone, I think that we can become very lost. Because when happiness is our only goal, we run the risk of denying or avoiding um, the, the perceived and negative emotions. Kind of what I said at the beginning, right? I was looking forward to talking about happiness, you know, get through the hard emotions so that I can experience happiness. Right? And so, so when happiness becomes the only goal, it becomes very easy for us to sideline or ignore or silence negative emotions, what we would perceive as negative emotions. And I think that would be a mistake because remember, our emotions are signals. They're very, very important information to who we are, how we experience life. Uh, Without them, I think that we would become very shallow, become self-centered people, people without purpose. So, so, So hear this. Pursuing wisdom helps us to transform all of our emotions into helpful fuel to lives of purpose, for lives of purpose. And that is how we can find happiness. And it may be even a little bit of joy. So pursuing, I'm going to say it again, pursuing wisdom helps us to transform all of our emotions into helpful fuel to live lives of purpose. And that's how we find happiness. That's how we find joy. Honestly, my observation of people with purpose is that they are more attractive people. Right? It, isn't, it isn't just that they're fun at parties. It, it, it's so much more than that when you experience people like this. They seem to be more forgiving. They're more engaged in conversations. They're, they're, they're better listeners. They're open to, to new ideas. They're also confident in their own ideas. They're confident in themselves. I think sometimes, uh, I think that we're half-hearted sometimes in our pursuit of purpose. And in our half-heartedness, I think we, we settle far too easily. We are pleased far too easily or entertained way too easily by, these, by the simple things. And, and, and in doing so, I think we forego something far more important. I'm not saying we shouldn't enjoy the simple things. I really do believe that that is important. But if all we're doing is pursuing just a little bit of happy, I think we miss out on what wisdom provides us and what purpose gives us. Now, I also think um, and I think this is true for me, that there are some who, who you know, we get a little taste of happiness and it, and it scares us. You know, if we, if we enjoy something too much, you know, all of a sudden there's that little voice in the back of our head that starts to tell us, you know, if I, what, if I enjoy this too much, you know, it's going to be taken away. And when it is, it's going to hurt. You know, that's what, that's what actually uh, Brene Brown calls foreboding joy. It's the sense that, that as soon as something is, is truly enjoyable, our voice starts telling us, yeah, but the other shoe is going to drop. This thing's going to be taken away. And, and, and then what ends up happening is we end up uh, not being able to enjoy the moment, to enjoy 
the happiness. Now, each entry that I have done, I've, I've tried to give a, a metaphor for these different emotions. And honestly, most of them um, were given to us by, by Tristan and Jonathan in their book. But, but in this chapter, they didn't give a metaphor. And so I, I had to try to work up um, one of my own. And so, so I, I, think, I think sometimes metaphors help us to, to think a little bit differently about how we experience things. So a couple of weeks ago, um, I bought Kristen one of those big giant hammocks and, and, and uh, the, you know, you strap around trees and like three points and you know, several people can sit on them. And we've, we've got these awesome trees in the back of our lot. And, and so we had, we had set it up and, uh, and once we had set it up, I was laying on it. Otto, I think, was with me. And this chickadee came flying up and he, and he landed on a branch really quite, quite close to us. And, and there was a part of me who was like, just don't move, don't move, you know, enjoy it. Enjoy this bird. So maybe, maybe happiness is like that. You know, if we want to get close to a bird, right, we don't go chasing out into the trees and, and hitting the trees, right? We'll scare the birds away. But if we can stop chasing the birds and just wait, even enjoy a little bit of rest, you know, sit quietly for a second, maybe, maybe even generously put out some food for them. Well, maybe that bird will come and maybe he'll land close to us. But, but remember this, if it does, enjoy every second that it is there. It's true. It's not going to last. It's not going to stay forever. But while it is there, look closely at it. Examine that bird. Enjoy the closeness of that moment. Right? I think that that might actually be true of a lot of things. It might be true of those, those beautiful moments that we get to have if you're, if you're married or, or you're dating somebody, those beautiful moments where you just want to take a, an emotional picture so that you never forget it. Maybe those moments as a parent right, or spending time with just good friends when we get those chances. It's interesting because one of the, the pieces of advice that they give in this book is, is, that, is that to be happy, we have to be mindful. We have to pay attention to the small things. We, we have to be the kinds of people who, who are comfortable with rest, with quietness, in order to pay attention to those things. That, that actually generosity and gratitude become two primary things that seem to be evident in people who experience happiness. And I think that is so true. I have this, uh, I'm going to wrap up with this. I, I have this, this friend in my life right now, and, and he makes me very happy. Our, our relationship is, is quite simple but it is, it is filled with happiness. He makes me laugh. He makes me slow down. He's, he is very happy and very playful. We talk about cars a lot, and sometimes we dig in the dirt. And he brings me happiness. He isn't quite two yet, <laughs> but he knows a lot about happiness. 
May you be somebody who can seek the wisdom of God to find purpose in your life. And when that happens, may you be able to enjoy all of the joy and happiness that comes with purpose. Thanks so much for joining us. And, and, and once again, thanks so much for, uh, for Tristan and Jonathan Collins' work in this book, Why Emotions Matter. I hope you have a happy week. And I hope it comes with great purpose. Thanks for joining us. Make sure to like and subscribe and share with a friend.